All right, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers everywhere. Remember this podcast. The purpose of it is to help you to get in the top 5% of businesses that generate seven figures a year in annual sales revenue and income. And today's guest is going to be able to provide a lot of value tools and tactics to help you get there. We've got Jesse Rubenfeld. After growing up in Houston, Jesse Rubenfeld began his career in New York City at the Lime Group of Companies doing the books for a variety of companies, gaining experience with nonprofit software industry, hedge funds, and management company accounting. So a lot of smart groups there. After serving as LimeWire CFO for his last four years there, he joined the DE Shaw Group as the controller of the research division that builds supercomputers to revolutionize drug discovery. From the beginning, Jesse's interest in technology led him to automate financial operations, which is what he's gonna show you how to do as a small business owner today right so you get those operations going and then first he did that uh, with spreadsheets then pearl and most recently python he founded fin optimal that's finoptimal.com to help quickbooks online based businesses streamline their financial operations optimizing value per dollar with no outsourced accounting services heavily focused on automation jesse has a bachelor's degree from upenn and wharton pretty top-notch business school out of Pennsylvania there, and an MBA from Columbia. Man, what what uh, what hasn't Jesse done when it comes to education? And he lives in Houston with his wife and three children. So Jesse, welcome to the show, excited to have you. There are over 32 million businesses in the US and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Thank you. I have to correct you. It's four children now as of a couple of weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. You know, I just, uh, as uh, Elon Musk says, actually in the US, uh, we don't have enough uh, procreation happening to uh, keep our population and everything growing. And so I appreciate uh, you having more than 2.1 kids. I've got five myself and uh, Elon wow. Musk has 10. So we're probably not going to catch him any anytime soon. But but uh, I mean, I'm an accountant, so I really pay attention to these numbers. I mean, the tax write-offs are extraordinary. That child tax credit is for real. So any uh, any of our business owner friends out there thinking, is it uh, a valuable you know, thing to consider having children and a legacy. I think it is. So well, I that, hope my, my wife's not listening, but you've given me something to chase. <laughs> yeah, she's probably got a lot on her plate right now. Going from three to four, that uh, that's a big number. Well, Jesse, we love to find out a little bit about, uh, you know, our our uh, our background of guests here. And, and what is it that kind of led you towards entrepreneurship where there's some key events uh, maybe the way uh, your upbringing uh, came about, was it something, you know, as you were working for some of these big companies where at some point you wanted the independence, what eventually led you to kind of, you know, take the risk and and go full-time into entrepreneurship? Well, I started my career working at LimeWire, um, working for an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted yeah. to work for an entrepreneur, didn't know what business I wanted to start, just thought I'm going to learn from someone who's doing it successfully. And over the next 10 years, I developed a skill 
a set of skills that um, over time I realized, wow, this is something that other businesses can use. Maybe now's the time where I can try to take what I've learned at LimeWire and other places and uh, make a business out of it. Absolutely. So, I mean, LimeWire, uh, an amazing uh, technology there that really helped uh, with the distribution of music and and a lot of people are familiar with that, but an amazing entrepreneur and, and group there that was building something special. And then at some point you realize, hey, there's there's some value I can add to the world. And so what was it that led you to think, all right, um, I see there's a gap in the marketplace here where there's different uh, accounting and financial mistakes being made by business owners. And that's something that I can provide value. What was kind of that aha moment where you're like, hey, this, this is what we're actually going to serve our clients with. And here's how it's going to benefit them. You know, it took took time to realize part of my job as a, a junior accountant and finance professional was to be part of the eyes and ears effectively be the financial eyes and ears for the company. And doing a good job of that requires tools that give you the visibility you need to catch new transactions as they hit the bank quickly, you know, right away, figure out, oh, does oh, yeah. this matter? Is this reportable? Is it large? Um, so I developed tools to be a better eyes and ears, financially speaking, for the companies. And that made me better at it. And that's when I started to realize, wow, this is a strength maybe I can share with other companies. No question. And I mean, CFO of, of LimeWire for four years, obviously that there's a lot of responsibility when you're the CFO of you know a company like that. What were some of the uh, takeaways or lessons learned as a CFO of such a large organization for four years that you realized, hey, these are some of the strategies that, you know, and, and maybe a lot of small business owners can't quite afford a CFO, or even those that can aren't, aren't sure that they want one in-house, and do they have the time to train someone up like that, or how do they know if they're a good fit? So what were some of the, uh, you know, uh, key tactics uh, maybe that you saw in four years as a CFO of, of a big organization like that. They're like, hey, here, here's something that a lot of businesses are missing that if they'll do you know, this one or two or three things, there's going to be a different outcome in terms of their EBITDA. They're going to be more profitable. They're going to have a more valuable business that could be sellable down the road. What were some of those uh, key things that you kind of saw as four years as a CFO? You know, it's a great question. I learned the importance of having sound financial data to make decisions yes. and to provide decision support, right? If the sales team, for example, wants to try something new on the website and they want to see, okay, we're going to test this new landing page or we're going to A-B test this or that other thing, yeah. we want to quickly see how those results filter in, right? Was it a successful yes. test? Was it not? Make decisions more quickly by getting feedback more quickly from your accounting system. Really important. Super important, Jesse. It's funny. Uh, yesterday, um, we're, we're actually creating kind of a, a fintech for entrepreneurs and small business owners where they can see financing uh, opportunities and kind of be able to connect with all of their bank accounts, loans, lines, or credit in one place. And, and I was talking to a gentleman who is, is kind of joint venturing uh, this with us, and and he's been uh, advising uh, another tech company, and the, this tech company has raised $50 million. And to your point, they spent like 
$20 million over a period of time investing in pay-per-click social media ads, and nobody was monitoring if the results were justifying all of the money invested. And so they literally flushed that money down the toilet without a lot of results and and so forth. And so it sounds like that's kind of one of the most important things that you learned in four years that you guys at FinOptimal help businesses with, because it's not always obvious sometimes when you have a marketing campaign or different things that you're investing in as a business that you feel like are going to you know, have traction and get results, but you can't always measure it unless you've got the financial acumen to do it. And so if you don't do those things, boy, you can flush a lot of money and really put yourself in trouble as a business owner. And so I know one of the things that you guys focus on at FinOptimal is using automation and, you know, technology to achieve better results. How do some of those uh, strategies and tactics work? Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned the, it's very common for a lot of VC capital to go straight into the pockets of Google and Yahoo and these other advertisers, because that's a great way to, to, to get customers. An example would be, so we have a very tight integration with Shopify. Oh, we nice. pull lots and lots of data. Shopify is an amazing company with a very yeah. comprehensive API. And for example, when a sale happens, if you set it up right, you can see the referring link, which gives you very hard evidence of, wow, yes. that analytics. you can trace that back, those analytics. You can get those from other places besides Shopify too, further up the up the funnel. But finding a way to pipe that data into one of our clients' dashboards, for example, gives them that visibility as quickly as it's available in the Shopify API. So that would be a great example. 100%. So a lot of some of of the factors that can help you be more effective is kind of having some of these key performance indicators to know when you are making marketing investments and campaigns like that, that there is true traction, there are, are actual results, and you're measuring those results you know, very often, one of the uh, crazy things that I see, you know, and, and I can think back to a previous business that uh, that I had founded that kind of uh, went awry was we didn't know we had so many different accounts and things going on within that business and divisions. And we grew from zero to five million in 18 months and took on a bunch of employees. And about, uh, you know, 24 months in, I started thinking, going through, boy, I, I I don't think we're actually making money, guys. And and I didn't have a way to track that. And that's, I think, one of the biggest problems is you have money coming in, you have bank balances, you have some piece of debt there that's kind of fueling some of the the, uh, investments into the business, but you don't actually have those KPIs to know, you know, on a week to week, you know, month to month basis, are we generating, are we winning that game? And that's a huge problem. So for businesses, how often should they be, you know, reviewing some of these KPIs and connecting up with, uh, you know, someone like you to make sure that they're on the right track? Because, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're real good at, you know, uh, making some sales happen and maybe uh, putting a team together. But sometimes the details of the numbers not always a strong suit. You can you can you can make it rain, but yes. it's hard to collect those those drops. You know, it's so funny. First of all, zero to five million in eighteen months—very impressive. I'd like to do that. Um, although I think my eighteen months has already elapsed. We get a lot of entrepreneurs that come and have done exactly that, and they're using their bank account as okay. How is it? You know, how is it going up this month? Is it going down this month? I had a good month or a bad month. 
we try to get entrepreneurs to look at accrual accounting based yes. statements at least monthly. Accrual accounting is going to line up the expenses with the income so that you can see your unit economics. How am I doing on each unit I sell, yes, on each project yes. I do for a client? And that's a game changer in terms of feedback of whether or not you're making money, for example. I, I love that value bomb that you just dropped there. You you have a unit, you have a customer, a sale of a product service, et cetera, and that sale comes in, but what is your you know net profitability on that? What is your gross profitability? How much does fulfillment cost? How much, what is your cost to acquire a customer? And so sometimes it's just having someone who is as an expert to kind of put those things together for you so that you know on a unit per unit basis you're winning. And then those units come in different forms, right? Sometimes you have an affiliate uh, partner uh, you know, strategy that's bringing in a unit. Sometimes you have a unit sale that's coming in from actual advertising dollars. And so understanding, well, where am I getting the best bang for the buck? And then being able to make adjustments based off of that profit per unit I found is extremely important. And so actually with, with my current business, uh, you know, that we, we did go from zero to 5 million um, in twice the, twice the amount of time, but we did it so much more profitably with a better foundation, with values and principles in the organization. And so for everybody listening out there, that's how important this is. It literally is the difference between life and death in your company and, and so forth. And so, um, you know, how how do you guys go about simplifying the accounting so that the business owner and, and the executive team can focus on what really matters? At the beginning, it starts with discovery, a lot of listening to our client to try to figure out what systems are going to work for them, what processes are going to fit their preferences. It helps when they're tech savvy and open to new ideas of how, how to do things in a modern accrual accounting electronic based system. Um, but I think the key is accruals, right? If you want, I think I heard on an earlier episode of yours that only 5% of businesses reach seven figures and even it's a true. yield on the yield of that makes it to eight. And Great if you've made it to if you've if you've made it to seven, but if you want to make it to seven and you haven't yet, speaking the language of business more fluently, accounting is the language of business, but speaking accrual accounting is the way that's going to help you think about those things and pick the right processes, pick the right systems, and that, that's what we try to help our clients do. So a lot of businesses are using QuickBooks uh, to manage their accounting and have an idea of you know, what, what their profit and loss is looking like on a monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. And in my experience, I, it seems like there's a lot of confusion for them and, and QuickBooks can be pretty complex, you know, for a lot of uh, business executives, if they're not accountants, and most of them are not. And, and so I think there's a lot of mistakes made. What are a lot of the mistakes that you see businesses making with how they categorize things in QuickBooks. For example, I know that sometimes there are different transfers between accounts and all of a sudden, instead of it showing up as a transfer that it's actually duplicate. is an income, yeah. you know, they're they're counting yeah. it as income. And so then they're like, oh, we're super profitable. And then and then they do look at the bank account and actually, well, geez, the, the, how can we be so profitable and there's no money in the bank account, right? So there are these different... Uh, mistakes being made, what are some of the common mistakes you see that they're making within uh, QuickBooks? You know, it's so funny that you brought up the transfer duplication problem. Very commonly, people will be using the yes. QBO bank feed 
And um, it's a little tricky, but when you pull that transfer entry in, it's important to select as the category, the other bank account or credit card account as the, as the, as the case may be, the other side of that transfer so that you don't accidentally, for example, book that as an inflow or an outflow because your, your money has your money hasn't gone anywhere. It's gone from one pocket to the other. So that's a common that's a common thing that we see. I would zoom out and say a lot of times when you're a small business, using QuickBooks is kind of like being it's kind of like paying a wedding photographer to take pictures of your wedding, but then they give you the raw photos and you try to use Photoshop to break oh, out a beautiful out right not do you want to do that no you want to pay, no. pay the guy to like yeah. use use it for you we want so probably uh, there are some of our clients that use qbo because there's a ton of little gotchas like the one we just discussed and those so are just gotchas many. on how to use quickbooks right there's also choices about the chart of accounts there's choices about how to book payroll. For example, most people will book it at the summary level. They're using Augusto or a Paychecks or, or, yeah. or a JustWorks, and all the yeah. money comes out of their account in one right, one large lump. But to really get visibility into your spend, you need to book payroll by person. Yes. So figuring out how to do that efficiently, that's another example of something we, we help our clients. And, we are then, accountants and coders. Yes. And we're trying oh, to help I love it. connect those dots for our clients. And then and then come tax time, if that lump sum has come out in payroll, then all of a sudden, well, to do your taxes, you have to know well how much went out specifically to taxes, how much was W-2, how much was 1099, how much was reimbursement. Right. So there are all these little details and you're going to have a nightmare if you don't have that set up properly. And again, so it always just kind of comes down to you know, this this idea that you can DIY all these different things. And if you're a, a business owner trying to succeed, like your odd, the odds are stacked against you, you're going to make mistakes. And so it's like, if you're accused of a heinous crime, are you going to DIY that? Or are you going to get the best attorney, best advocate possible? And it's kind of the same idea. If you're going to try and DIY your accounting, you're going to screw it up. And yet if you have the expert accountant, they're going to be worth their weight in gold and help you have, you know, accurate numbers. So you actually know if you're winning and losing the game of your business and come tax time, things are going to be done right. As uh, another example, I've I've seen in my own QuickBooks where somehow, and I don't know if this is a glitch or, or something uh, being, being done wrong there, but I'll see rent come in and rent will show up as a transfer instead of an actual expense. And those are perfect examples of something that gets miscalculated or miscategorized at some point. And now your P&L is completely screwed up and you're like, oh, I thought it was more profitable. What, what happened here? And no, actually something that was a true expense was counted as a transfer. And so there, it happens both ways. And that's why it's just so important to be able to get that right and use QuickBooks optimally. And, and even there's there's different uh, add-ons, there are different ways you know, to kind of uh, automate it. And so for a business owner out there listening to this or thinking, yeah, I, I, this probably is happening to me and I don't want it to be happening. What's kind of, you know, what should they be assessing when deciding to, you know, work with an advocate who is a professional at getting the accounting and using technology right to create key performance indicators within their business? What should be those deciding factors when they look at working, you know, with a firm like yours? You know, it's it's great. I, I would say they should give themselves um, a financial health screening before and after they start working with a professional. Okay. They should ask themselves these three questions. 
right? And their answers can be never, rarely, sometimes, always, okay? One, you leverage financial data when making critical business decisions, okay? It's never, rarely, sometimes, always. You have accurate, timely financial data available when you need it. Never, rarely, sometimes, always. And lastly, you understand the impact a decision will have on your people, processes, and technology before making it. Never, sometimes, never, rarely, sometimes, always, right? The, the, the financial professional that you select, you need they need to make you believe that they will get you to always in every column. And there's a massive competitive advantage that you guys have that I think a lot of other firms don't, and that's technology. Because if everything is a manual labor, there's going to be mistakes even with a really good accounting firm. But if there's technology and coding in place and rules to make things more efficient, more effective, and save more time, like if your accountant knew how to code, for example, right? How does that lead to better results and more efficiencies? It's going to show up as reduced errors and less time spent. Um, you know, you're, you're just, you're automating things that should be automated, but in the past, accountants haven't known to ask the tech people for, and the tech people haven't known to offer. But really, my biggest piece of advice is just to look at it monthly. I think it's really hard to take a, just take a step back to figure out what numbers do I really need to look at every month. I don't need to look at every transaction that hit my credit card. All that Google AdWords, their Facebook spend is just going to be hundreds and hundreds of transactions. But I need a good summary view that I can look at frequently and ask myself, do I believe this is my net income? This was my net income for last month. Do I believe that? Is that does that feel? And if not, because miscategorization happens anyway, right? Even in a scalable you know, company with $100 million in revenue, 250 employees, it's the same as with one or two people. There's still mistakes that made that mistakes that get made, systems that have to be fixed. And it's important to look at it. Otherwise, you're never going to catch it. Your finance professional may or may not catch it. You're going to catch it. It's your job to get that financial professional to give you the view, to book the transactions in a way that facilitates the view, that when you look at it, you know, yeah, that's that's the result. Yeah, I, I achieved those numbers this month. Or nope, something looks wrong. Let's talk about it. Let's dig into that one large account that doesn't look right. Exactly right. So everybody's listening here and saying, wow, a lot of value being dropped. But again, some of this feels like it's going over my head. What's the next step that you know our listeners and viewers can take to kind of get that assessment and see what can be done to improve their accounting, their efficiencies, create key performance indicators within their business on a per unit sale? What's the next step that they can take right now today? Because we want them to take action and not be passive. That's great. Um, you know, they can check out, we've got a lot of material on LinkedIn to help them just ask themselves okay. these questions again, our website as well, book a free assessment with my team. We'll ask some of these questions and figure out where you are, what tools fit for you. And we'll just give you free advice for that hour. Hey, use this time tracker, use this payroll provider, you know, use this AP solution. And if we can help you, we'll tell you how we think you can, and you'll take it from there. So bottom line, guys, if you're unsure of where you're standing with your business, if it appears you're profitable on paper, but the bank account doesn't show it or vice versa, it looks like you're losing money, but actually there's you know all sorts of excess money sitting there. There's something's wrong. 
and uh, you get audited by the IRS, there's going to be issues or you're going to go out of business. So either way, you can go to finoptimal.com, schedule a free accounting strategy session and start utilizing more technology, more machine learning to make your business that much more efficient and effective and profitable. So you actually stay in business. There's a reason that so many businesses go out of business. There's a reason that 60 to 70% are breaking even or losing money. And so if you want to be in that top 5% that generate seven figures or even the top 1% that are going to do eight figures and really take your business to the next level, create something that's a legacy, that's more valuable. It starts with getting your numbers right and going to finoptimal.com and getting that free assessment is going to really put you in the right direction. Now, I know we've got a lot of accountants and CPAs themselves also, Jesse, who you know are part of some of our funding partner programs. They work with a lot of business owners and they understand that the industry is becoming commoditized to a certain um, factor. And if they're not delivering more value to their clients, which is why they add, you know, our funding programs to it, then they're going to, they're going to struggle. And so you have to set yourself as, apart. And to do that, utilizing technology can be a real benefit. And FinOptimal, I know you guys are putting together some different technologies for accountants. So tell us a little bit about how that's going to work, if you could. Well, look, our mission statement is simple. We want to elevate the role of every accountant, tax professionals, audit, in-house professionals, bookkeepers, controllers, CFOs. And we, we've built a lot of technology that helps our own accountants do that. And we plan to build technology that's going to allow other accountants to use our technology to do their clients' work more efficiently spending more time on review, approval, analysis, and less time on double data entry and cleaning up those transfers and those rent payments that get erroneously booked as transfers. So it's all about elevating the role of the accountant. We don't do any tax returns. We don't do any auditing, right? We're very focused on monthly accounting and we want to help other accountants with that too. Well, that's where the battle is won and lost in the monthly numbers and knowing where you're at. And so there's a cool little infographic. If you go to finoptimal.com and click on the accounting box there, um, it shows, uh, you know, Harvest, Shopify, Stripe, Ramp, Gusto, ADP, Bill, all these different uh, softwares that most businesses are, are using. And they kind of feed into the engine. The engine automates things, uh, uses different spreadsheets, uses QuickBooks and as the name of the company says, creates optimized results so that you can track and be on the right track as a business owner. The cool thing also is that it seems like there's a focus that you guys have on e-commerce. And one of our you know, core groups that we serve that listen to this show are e-commerce business owners, whether it's Shopify, Amazon, or Walmart-based uh, e-commerce stores or their own you know, uh, e-commerce uh, website as well. And so it seems like there's a, a niche here that you're serving, which is certainly, you know, something that we, you know, value tremendously since a lot of our clients are e-commerce. So it sounds like, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there are a lot of solutions here specifically if you're in e-commerce. That's true. We definitely have a very tight Shopify integration, which is a real benefit to our CPG clients. But I want to clarify that we're not just e-com. We also serve a lot of SaaS companies, fintech companies, yes. we have charter schools, construction. It goes on and on and on. We do a lot of different industries. And um, 
there's depending on the industry, there there's definitely niche principles like, hey, this accounting workflow is very popular to professional services, PR firms, sports agencies, et cetera. Whereas in CPG, it's much more about inventory and revenue recognition and things of that nature. Um, and we've dealt with with all of it. So if you're a small business trying to get to seven or hopefully eight figures, we've probably seen the FinOp troubles that you might be facing. Fantastic. So again, guys, don't be passive, be active, implement, learn, take action to get your numbers right, your KPIs right. Go to finoptimal.com. There's the business uh, box if you scroll down. And then if you are an accountant, you're like, oh, I, I really need to add more technology. I need to tap into some of these uh, strategies to be more effective and get more value and set myself apart so I'm not commoditized in my industry. And this is exactly where using technology, AI, all these different things are going to make you that much more effective. And these are key key pieces that your clients are looking for. And if you're not mentioning them and someone else that his competition is, they're going to go with them. And so go click on that accounting box at finoptimal.com. If you're in that world, there's a lot of different uh, information or resources to put you on the right uh, path to success in growing your accounting business. Well, Jesse, really appreciate uh, your time today and all the value that you brought to the community. Again, guys, it's finoptimal.com. Uh, dot com. And uh, Jesse, I do want to give you the final word of, you know, uh, something that they can do within their business today to start being more productive and profitable. Thank you so much for having me, Leo. It's really been a pleasure. Um, switch to accrual accounting. Look at it every month. You can't go wrong. There it is, guys. Get your accrual right. If you don't know what that is, Make sure you book a time to speak with Jesse and his team and get your accrual accounting right so you can make 2023 your breakthrough year. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.